Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. This is Jen Schmucky. She has been an educator for 24 years, teaching or leading at all levels. She is the author of three ASCD books, including the just released The Teacher's Principle, How School Leaders Can Support and Motivate Their Teachers. She has written and presented for multiple state and local education organizations and has provided professional development to various districts in the areas of school culture, climate, personnel, and instructional leadership. She is an instructor in educational administration at Miami University and is a doctoral candidate at The Ohio State University. She currently serves as Deputy Superintendent in Ohio. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, and, and, and I appreciate you inviting me. Yes, I've read a few of your books, um, and I wanted to uh, have a conversation with you about uh, some of the things that you've written. Uh, but we'll, talk, we'll start off with what I ask everybody at the beginning of the podcast. Tell me a time that you were in the trenches and managed to pull out. Okay, well, my, my story is a little bit unique. I had taught for seven years and really loved teaching, but I felt a call toward leadership. And so I stepped out of teaching and served as an assistant principal for, for about three years. And then my, my son was born and I kind of panicked and I, I said, okay, I can't be an administrator. And I went back to the classroom. And what really struck me about that was how the trenches in education, the, the teacher trench and the administration trench, they're deep and they're, they're wide and they're difficult and they're parallel, but they're very yeah. different. And so even in those three years I had spent as an assistant, I had really forgotten what it was like to be a teacher. And in those three years, so much had changed. The way we collected data, the way we held one another and our students accountable, the parent voice. So what, what that taught me was you sometimes have to come out of your trench and get in another trench for a while mm -hmm. and remember and feel and really enhance your own learning in that trench. And then you can go mm -hmm. back to your, your own personal um, trench, but it's, it just helps to remember there are many trenches and they're all parallel, but um, mm -hmm. we, we have to understand the work that happens in each one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that because, you know, you went back to enhance your learning, um, spend more time with the family but realize, you know, it looks different in different rules. Right. Um, right. You know, we're growing continuously edu as educators, whatever role we're in. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your writing. Um, so you started off uh, writing blogs um, and then you evolved into writing books, but you still do write some blogs. So I wanted to talk a little bit about a few of your ASCD blogs. Um, first, engage the teachers, a principal's role in cultivating uh, staff motivation and be the leader your teachers need to be. And I know that uh, has evolved into a book, but tell me kind of uh, why you uh, have written these blogs and kind of what were the ideas behind them? Right. I, you know, I've always been a writer in college. I, I was a um, English major and a creative writing minor, and I, I love it. I just always felt a call to writing. And I started blogging on a personal level years and years ago, probably 20 years ago. And um, about that time I had moved into administration. And, and like I said, I, I had made a very deep personal commitment to always remember 
what it was like to be a teacher. And so I found success as a principal by always having that lens on. And so, um, you know, at some point I thought, you know, I, I could combine what I love writing with what I've learned or what I know or what I'm thinking about in a professional realm. And so I moved away from the personal blogging, blogging and um, did some blogs for ASCD. And I, I, I wrote a little bit about, you know, the first few days as a principal or a teacher. And that evolved into a book about um, the first year principals. And it was called, You're the, You're the Principal, Now What? which was meant to capture that moment of panic when you're in a, in a new role and you think you can do it, but you're not quite sure. And then since then, I've had the opportunity to blog with ASCD and, and to write a couple books. Now, the, the last few pieces that, that I've written that you referenced were really about teacher motivation and what a principal's role is there. I think we're having a national conversation right now about teachers and the pressures and the um, stressors that go along with being a teacher. And I think it's a huge mistake for leaders to discount or dismiss those feelings that our teachers are having. We're all stressed, yes. There's a lot going on for a lot of us, yes. But the people who have that direct contact, contact with our young people, they need to be okay. <laughs> And if a principal or a leader or superintendent, whoever, if they don't take time to think about how to make the teachers okay, then everyone's going to feel it. Yeah. And so I, that, that's currently where my work is, where my, my heart is taking care of teachers as much as I can. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky line because we're all accountable to our own actions, right. And our own mm -hmm. professional foot that we put forward. And so, you know, I, I do know that teachers, um, you know, some leaders would say, well, teachers need to be accountable for their own motivation, which I, which I agree with, but I also think we have to provide workplaces that are welcoming, inclusive, caring, empathetic, compassionate, because we all deserve to walk into a, a place where, where that's the air in the room, you know, that's how it feels. Uh, some of that work in the past year has evolved into your latest book, The Teacher's Principle, How School Leaders Can Support and Motivate Their Teachers, which comes at a very timely um, <laughs> process right now when people are entering the 22-23 school year. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of turnover in many schools and a lot of educators left the profession, but for those who are either starting the profession or those who might have stayed in their uh, school, what can principals do? Give me a, a couple of tidbits from the book. What, you know, like you, you mentioned a little while ago, a few of those things, but what are things that maybe principals haven't thought of that they could try this year? So the, the premise of the book is that we all, all humans are, um, we, we're motivated and we're driven. We get up in the morning because of three things. One is our purpose. And the second is our priorities. And the third is our, our patterns, our habits. Mm -hmm. And I liken it to a tree. So the roots of a tree go very, very deep, right? And that's our purpose. That is why we're here and what it is that gets us out of bed in the morning. And then the trunk, the core, the really um, tough, strong part, that's our priorities. Um, and that is what it is that drives us, what it is that might be going on in our personal and professional lives. Um, you know, they, it can sway a little, it can change but that is what is kind of in the center of our decisions. And then the leaves, the branches are the patterns, the habits, the routines that we, you know, go, that we rely on every day. And so all of those things feed off of one another, right? Just like with a tree, you, you, none of those can stand alone. 
but a, a principal or anyone really looking to help a teacher with motivators has to understand that we can have a positive purpose and a negative purpose. The, the reason we went into education, the reason we went into teaching um, really should be rooted in an inherent um, you know, a, a drive, a, a desire to do well by young people. And then our priorities, this is where I, I, you know, there can be negative priorities and positive priorities, but what we have to recognize is a teaching career, a, an education career is a very long one. Life happens. There is death, there is birth, there's celebration, there's loss. Mm -hmm. And we have to recognize that the people that come in to teach every day live all of those cycles. And we have to give grace and time to our teachers in certain circumstances. And then we can rely on them in other circumstances to always, or to, to at that point in time, have their priorities in a place where they can lead others. And so the, the, the work is fluid and it deserves an acknowledgement of the, of the things that we have going on in our lives. And then finally, the patterns, the, the habits, the routines, those are the things, you know, how, how do I plan my lessons? How do I um, set up my classroom? How do I give feedback to my students? How do I co confer with parents? And those I feel are a little bit easier to, um, for a principal to influence Mm -hmm. um, not to say they can't influence the other two, but they're, they're very easy to influence sometimes just with a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so if you see a teacher having positive patterns, you really want to enhance that and support them. And then negative patterns, you want to swoop in and say, Hey, this kind of isn't how we do things around here. Let's talk about how to improve it. So there you go, Dana, all you said, give me a quick summary. Um, that was not quick, but hopefully it, it provides a, a glimpse at what's in that book. And one of your books uh, from a few years ago, the principal reboot, eight ways to revitalize your school leadership. Uh, so we think a lot about the teachers and other staff who are leaving, but we also need uh, revitalized principals, <laughs> right. principals to find new ideas to enhance their leadership. Um, so, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of leader burnout these days. Um, and um, you told me in the pre-chat that you were also in the, that place yourself as a school leader. Right. It's a mindset, right? So right. What can, what can uh, principals do? This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. To, um, to kind of revitalize their this book came exactly as you said when we talked offline i i was in a place where i thought okay i'm at the time i was in year 14 or something of administration and i thought okay i have some time to go here and i i'm really worried i'm gonna lose my joy you know the the thing that i love about this work because it had become stale and i i thought i have to really um add some more spices to the soup, right? <laughs> I have to make this um, a, a career that I'm going to love until the day that I walk out. And so I just started thinking about things I could do differently. And, and I thought of these eight strategies for that any principal could do. And it's, it's um, a mindset, certainly, because we have control over so much of our work. Mm -hmm. Things that we think I cannot do this event one more time. Fine, change the event or I, um, I need something else in my professional life. Great. Here's some ideas that you might, might, um, consider now this book did, I didn't tell you this, this book released on March 17th, 2020. 
the absolute worst day that a book could be released. So this one is actually one, I'm, I'm very proud of this work because I think it, it was meant, I wrote it to counter principal burnout, but we were all worried about COVID at that time. We were just trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to get our, our students educated. And so this had the lowest readership, but I still think there's some good stuff in there, especially for principals who are, who are thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it is highlighted in the ASCD uh, journal, if, uh, <laughs> people get educational leadership, and I always look through the books, and I think that's how I found it, like, you know, they highlight <laughs> those books and, you know, anything that's been published in the past couple of years, so. Thank you, ASCD, They're all, <laughs> they've got my back. They couldn't have prevented the March 17th release, but they, no. they do their best. <laughs> so, as I stated in the bio, you've uh, recently moved from longtime principal to deputy superintendent. Um, last school year. So uh, you told me the position kind of came to you. So how, how has that shift been going? Well, it's so funny. When I was a teacher, my mom said to me, well, are you going to be a principal? I said, oh my gosh, no, never. Well, I did. <laughs> and then people would say to me, are you going to move to central office? I'm like, oh, my cold dead body. No, I'm over, <laughs> never. Well, you know, it was the right circumstance. And I worked for a superintendent yeah. that I deeply respect and admire. And, um, you know, it was kind of a crossroads of what I had been working on with my own professional growth and what my district needed. And so, yeah, it came my way. And I'm, I'm so excited that I decided to take the leap because as you said, just a few minutes ago, we are always learning as educators. And, you know, sometimes we get into this, um, this place where we think we know everything about our work, but there's always more perspective, more learning, more knowledge, more skill that we can refine. And, and so, yeah, now I'm in a district leadership role, very different, but when people ask me, how's it different? I have to be honest and say, it's not in the sense that it's about taking care of people. It's about making sure our, our decisions are student focused. You know, that's such a cliche, but it's true. If we keep the students first in our minds and we advocate for the students who don't have a voice, that's really where I get, I, I feel like the work is all the same, whether it's a small group intervention classroom or the, the guy at the, in the superintendent's office, it's all the same. You do a lot of uh, professional speaking. Um, so you'll be at the ASCD Leader Summit in October. Um, and uh, what are some other uh, upcoming events maybe in September and October that you plan to speak at? I do a lot of podcasting with William Parker. I'm thrilled to be on this one, of course. Um, this is great fun. And, and yes, I do a lot of work with ASCD. I'm going to speak with some principals in a few other states here and there. Um, when, when people reach out, I, I tend to say yes, because that really is thrilling when I, when I get in a room with other teachers or leaders and we can really brainstorm through um, problems. Um, again, right now, the nature of my work is involving um, supporting, motivating, um, and inspiring, really, the, the educators who are in the trenches doing the work. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time when you're speaking um, in different states, will it to be, group, to be groups of superintendents and principals? Or is it more at the school level? It, it depends. I did a school about two weeks ago. I did a professional development for a group of teachers. We had a great time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, we really talked about our purposes, why we were there. And 
um, discussed how, how easy it is to change or enhance your purpose and then your priorities and your patterns. So I do work with schools and I do work with principals and I've worked before with district leaders as well. And, um, you know, the nature of my job, I'm very committed to my district and to the work I, I do for my, my district. So I, I don't do any um, as much speaking or consulting as I might do later on down the road. It has mm -hmm. to work with the schedule because, um, you know, my board of education and my superintendent are my first priorities. And so maybe someday I'll, I'll hit the road full time. But but right now, you know, a lot of a lot of principals ask me, how do you do it? Because I have two children and I have a husband I adore that I um I'm committed to. So I, there's some limits to what I do. That's why a lot of the writing, you know, at, at five in the morning on the couch when everybody's still sleeping, it's, it's all a balance act. And a lot of administrators ask me about that because they, all of us have a lot of balls we're juggling at the same time. But as you said, uh, writing is something that's always been your passion. Even when you started writing blogs, uh, you said around 20 years ago, right? So it's been uh, something that kind of, I guess, is one of your outlets um, oh. used to be personal and then it became professional. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. I, I joke in my own internal mind, you know, when is somebody going to give me a grant so I can stay home and write a novel? But that seems unlikely. And so um, my, my writing outlet is definitely on the professional end right now. Um, in college, I was the poet and the fiction writer, but you know, life, life takes you different directions. And at the time, you know, I was, when I, when I started teaching, like many teachers, I was broke. I barely was making rent. So, um, that the, the security of a job in education is certainly something that I value. And mm -hmm. I, I, that's my outlet. Like you said, you said it beautifully. That's where I get, I get a lot of professional satisfaction. Well, we've had a great conversation about some of your writing and um, how leaders and teachers can use your books um, in the upcoming school year. Out of everything we've talked about today on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Well, I, I, I'm going to steal your word. It's, it's about a mindset. Um, I believe, just a funny side story, my dad, I, I grew up on a farm and he would always make us come out and do all this work, right? All this work. And when I was a kid, I didn't want to work. I wanted to go in my room and read. And he would say, we're going to work till you're happy. And oh, my sisters and I would just work till you're happy. But eventually, you know, we'd start joking with one another and some teasing. And then we'd get into the work, we'd get into the nitty gritty of it. And it did become fun. And we did work till we were happy. And, and that taught me about mindset. You know, this, this work we're doing in education is hard work. We have organized groups nationally who are intent on bringing us down. They'll attack us for our choices in curricular resources. They will attack us for words we say, or, or mm -hmm. tweets we said, right? So it feels like like this could be a job that just leaves us beaten and bruised. But I feel like if we, we work through it and we work till we're happy, we work till it's fun. Um, we can, we can live in that mindset where it's positive. We know exactly what we can control and what we can't. We identify where our impact is and what our outcomes should be. And, and then there's the joy right there. That's where the fun is. And, and if we stay committed to our purpose, which is the, the young people, um, boy, there's a lot of joy in that. I, I used to say when I was a, um, elementary principal, you know, walk down the hall and find a six-year-old and ask him what's up. That's there, there is joy there. 
or, or when I was at the middle school level for 14 years, I would uh, 14, 12, I don't know, a while, um, find it, find a seventh grader, sit down, talk to them. You'll, you will get your cup filled up real quick talking to a student. Yeah. That's something we all need to remind ourselves when the work gets hard, right? Connection with students. Where can people connect with you and find you on? Well, I'm on Twitter at Jen Schwanke, J-E-N-S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E. And then I also have a website, jenschwanke.com. And um, yeah, I'm out there just doing the work like everybody else is. So I appreciate that. Great. Well, I've uh, really enjoyed having you on the podcast today and uh, wish you a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Dana. And, and a shout out to all your listeners who are probably either starting a school year or um, getting ready to start one. We've, we're at 22, 23, and, and I just hope we can all make it a good one. Check out the show notes on danagoodyear.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC. Bye.